Hey, and welcome back, finally, to the Rugby Report Card. I'm here with, with everyone. I'm here with James. Hello, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? You're doing very well, doing very well. And uh, here Very well, indeed. You. How are you, boys? So, first thing first, we are on Zoom. What the hell have you got on, Blake? I'm just wearing some robes, man. It's cold. You <laughs> feel like a Viking, you know? I, I did, think, did, did think you were going with the Viking look, but I just thought it one day. Uh, how'd you enjoy the rugby this weekend, boys? Yeah, um, look, it was good. I mean, disappointing. The same as the Trans Tasman, terrible. Yeah, look, just... I'm I'm glad it's over. To be honest with you, I'm glad it's done. I, I would say, uh, was it was it just Grandad Day, Grandhog Day again? Like you felt like you were in the fight for a little bit, and then just the game just disappeared at the end. Was, is, is that what it felt felt like for you guys as well, or not? Yeah, I guess so. But to be honest with you, I haven't been tuning in as much in the, in the last few rounds for the exact reason that you just said, like the expectation of the game runs exactly as planned and it's just a bit disappointing. Mm. So, does, this, does this bring back extra? Sorry, Blake. Does this bring back the, the, the love of Super Rugby AU more because every game was close, whereas some of these games aren't? Well, I guess what, what it speaks to is how much we love competition over one team playing really, really high quality rugby. Mm. Um, way more down for a close encounter, especially myself. When you're not when you're watching a, a game with the not really a dog in the fight, um, which can sometimes happen, especially when the Tars are coming up against someone. <laughs> I just you want you want the close encounter, you want the nail biter, you want to know what's going to happen in the biggest moment of the game, but there's just been way too clinical the Kiwi teams, which has sort of ruined the spectacle. I know probably a lot of people sitting there watching the rugby will just love it for what it is. But at the stage in which I'm at, I'm much more interested in a competition and it probably wasn't that this time round. Yeah, I'm a bit different. From Excited Denmark. for the final though. That should be good. I'm a love it for what it is, the rugby, and I've watched every minute of it regardless of the result. Um, but I think part of the reason I haven't even had an appetite to podcast is the narrative hasn't changed at all. Um, it's it's pretty similar narrative that every game the Aussie teams are competitive for maybe 30 minutes of the fixture um, and then there's this real sense of belief and you get caught up in the moment and they you know they, they throw a counter punch or they hang in there um, but the depth of the squad the overall skill the overall fitness the dominance of set piece eventually takes over um, and it's usually on the back of individual brilliance some you know refereeing decision, some moment in the game, and then once the floodgates are open, yeah, competition's done. Uh, but for that brief 20, 30 minutes that you get each game, I'm a sucker. It draws me back in. Um, you know, take Kane's Reds this weekend, for example. I thought that was a bloody very close game and the Reds were red hot and they're right in it. Until they're not, and then you blink and they lost by 40 points. But the thing is, is it's just a wait and how long until. And it as is, soon as that first try is scored, the second one's right behind it. So um, do you, before you, you guys had hope that you know what it was like, and that's what killed you because you, you hoped you, and as you were taken along, you thought, yeah, we're going to win this. And whatever, whether we're talking about Trans-Tasman or Blood is Love, whatever it is, is that hope gone now? As no, you, did you, because did you, I've, got, I've got enough lies to tell myself. Um, <laughs> oh, I th- honestly, I think the, the, the difference between Australia and New Zealand is, is that they could field 12 competitive teams. We could field three. Um, so if our best teams are missing some of our best players, 
we're no longer competitive. Um, and if you take, you know, Brumbies are missing four key forwards, well, they're going to struggle. Reds are missing three or four blokes, they're going to struggle. Tars are missing the whole freaking squad, uh, and they weren't very good anyway. So there was enough, you know, injuries and moments like that, and the Brumbies got to win, the Reds got to win. You know, there's enough hope for me to, to still be deluded for a little while longer. What's it like as an outsider, Richard, being a pommy watching it? Is it does it feel does that feel entirely deluded? Um, well, uh, see, I'm caught between the devil and the deep blue because I enjoy what I agree with what what um, James said. Like, I love competition um, and I want it to be close, uh, but at the same time. I also, and I'm not really answering your question, I also enjoy watching the Kiwis perform at a high level. But watching it, I never, at the moment, I never think the Australian teams are going to win right now. And I, then that, that hurts because there's been many years in the past where I've watched and I, and I have thought they are. But I, I feel I'm getting to that point where I watch a game and I'm shocked if it's six, if by 60 minutes it's close. And that's, that saddens me a little bit. But that's, that's been the rhetoric for a very, very long time now. That's no, I don't think it has. I don't think it has. I think that narrative has been, or the rhetoric has been different. If you think about over the past maybe five, six years, there were times when it was close. Don't you think? I just think if you look at the team now, the, the clear divide of five Kiwi teams at the top and five Aussie teams at the bottom was never... Just, be- just before COVID, they went on the longest streak ever of an Australian team not beating a Kiwi team. I think yeah, five years is the roundabout mark, but... To be fair, I think um, post-World Cups, Australia... Both teams have a dip, right? New Zealand has a lot more money to keep their players. New Zealand has a lot better system to bring new players in. So post-World Cup, New Zealand don't have much of a dip. Now, I think they would if they played the Crusaders from the year before, the Blues from the year before, and the Canes from the year before, they would lose. But given that they're not playing them, you don't really register a dip. Whereas Australia, I mean, just look at the current Wallaby squad, you take all that experience overseas or into retirement, um, and we just don't have the players coming through. So I think it's a post-World Cup dip, probably exaggerated by... But I would, I, would I don't have the stats, and that's clearly my fault. I know I, I should. It's my, my responsibility. But I, I feel like the, it's more of a... Before it was a small gap. The, Kiwi, the Aussie teams were losing by small margins, where it's more of a chasm now. Like, the, the gap is just gigantic. And I agree with your point. It's post-World Cup, etc. But to go back to that idea of it's not the, the rhetoric hasn't changed, I think it has. The, the gap has increased exponentially. Look, I'll, I'll be frank, though, and Rob Kafer wrote a cracking yarn on this, is um, we haven't been competitive since we've had more than three teams. Since then, there's been a couple of seasons where we put one team forward. But on the whole, Australian rugby hasn't been competitive since we've had more than three teams. And, I think, and, and we can talk a lot about the Wallaby squad tonight. Mm. Wallaby squad's good, mate. There's 45 good players in this country. That's the, that is what it is. Now, I'm not saying I want to cut the teams or anything like that, but I think as long Sounds as like we it. have five teams, I don't think we can compete with New Zealand. I just think it's that simple. I really do. We so have what do we do? What do you do? You just keep selling the hope until it's gone? Or you well, keep that's why the current model, you just got to keep the current model, mate. It's perfect. Five rounds of torment, you forget about it. France are over here then. No, but I also but I actually like this, but you got to think about it with the um, with the two other teams that are potentially coming in in the in the in the future as well. Isn't that gonna be exciting as well? That brings a different dynamic to the to the competition. Look, I, I said it before, what I would do is I would open up the borders. There'd be no country allegiance, they'd just be clubs. Um, so you'd have players are playing across. It's not going to happen. It's a, it's a delusion, but that's how I would correct it. Um, and if you're not doing that, I don't hate the idea of two separate comps of six. Uh, meet for a final series. Top three of each series goes through. 
proper proper different pools you know keep it competitive that way so yeah I don't, I don't mind that idea of like the, the top two of each comp play each other at the end of the year but the result's going to be exactly the same man especially our first week out adapting to that kiwi style of play which down the line is so different it's just so different it's just going to be 60 nil each time mm. 60 or, 20 or this is the other idea that i like but it's not possible i'm just i'm just spitballing boys trying to make it competitive it's you have your fun. you have your super rugby au you bring in another team you have your 16s then at the end of it when we go play trans tasman we go down to three teams mm. so each each two teams join to make one super club not bad idea it would never happen lose a lot of continuity and training and stuff like that but man you'd be competitive you'd get a full 16 season for and against 12 games here conversely it might improve continuity at the next level because your pairings might be um, playing together more regularly yeah, I don't know. Something like that. That's the only way we're going to be competitive. It's just that simple. Yeah, um, and if, if there is no competition, it's not a product you can sell, man. It's just not. Yeah, look, no look at the Reds crowns. The, the Super Rugby AU is 40,000 people there. That's what I mean. It's excellent. Yeah. How good. Reds win in Queensland. That was awesome. There was seven blokes and two dogs I caught. Um, so it, I don't know, it is what it is, but it's an interesting question, the depth, because if you look at the force, they've just signed the entire Brumbies backup team. They bought Fines at halfback, they bought Kunzel at 10, they bought Pasatoa 10 or 12, mm. um, they've just bought Kurandrani the year before. Who else did they get? They got someone else as well from the Brumbies back line. Part of me thinks that's awesome. Here are Kunzel looks to be a gun. I really like him. Pasatoa, we know, is coming on star finds when he's got on the field. I know it's only half of his set. I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. When he's got on the field, he's great on the wing or at halfback. Part of me is bummed that they're leaving the Brumbies, right? It's gutted. The Brumbies have brought him through the pathway. They were going to inherit the team. But the other part of me is stoked that they're going to get some football. Um, and then the force is going to have genuine competition for spots there. So, you know, part of me loves all these clubs running around and all these guys getting game time. Otherwise, we'd probably lose them all to overseas. But, but which tends to happen, though, because I remember three years ago, we were running the same thing when people were playing understudy roles for key players who already had a position. Mm-hmm. And we used to just cry out, go over to that club and, and, and earn your craft there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've seen a few do that, realize they're still not going to crack the Wallabies and then go straight overseas and just make the big dollar. So they sort of stay in that pocket two seasons and then they're like, man, I've been getting these money offers and then just kick on. I'm worried yeah, you, about the pathway from the Charles Godwins, your Will Skelton's, your Sitaleki Tamani did that. He jumped yeah. over. It's also harder. Like if you're just saying, if you're a backup in the Brumbies right now, say if you're a back as well in the backup, um, I think it's, it's better for them long-term or short-term if they want to get into a Wallaby team to be a backup because when you come on, you generally, your forwards are getting you over the gain line and you look better going forward. Rather potentially, if you go to another club where you're in a starting position, maybe the set of forwards as a, you know, are not setting that ground and then therefore the perception of you um, is then changed. So Agreed. Look at a Will Harris or something like that, but I think the force are a team on the up and up. They're yeah, on the they, up and up, but they've just they brought were, a lot of young up. players. Young yeah. players. Yeah, but look, at time, front, look at their packs, not young. They've just got Rodder. They've just, just got Maybe the, 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 the force. Rotten. I wasn't talking specifically about the force, but just 
you know, someone leaving the Brumbies to go to another franchise, whether it was Waratahs or the Force or whatever. I think sometimes for some players, it's easier to stick. Um, and then Especially also go, if you're a playmaker. Yeah, correct. Or to go overseas because, you know, ardent fans, yes, follow you overseas, but not, not many others don't. So therefore mm. your stock rises when you leave and then you come back as a better player because no one's watched you for a while. I wouldn't be going to the Tars or the Rebels for quids, mate. Mate, I, my, my shout is Samu Karevi. You said it a month ago, but he's definitely going to the Tars. Samu yeah, Karevi will pull a Tar jersey on next year. Yeah, I'll spread some rumours. Uh, absolutely, mate. Karevi and Parise in the centres. That will rival. How good will that be against Paisami v Patea up in Queensland? He's sitting, yeah. he's sitting next to Maddox at the Aussie Sevens. Yeah, he's in the squad. My, oh, he he's come in the Aussie Sevens squad, Karevi. Oh, check it. Come to the Tars, man. <laughs> the boy, the ball would never get to the winger on either side. Let's be honest, though. If it was in uh, Parisi or Karevi, it's not getting outside either of those two. Is he not would eligible you, for you, the selection? Would you, be, would you be encouraging them to chuck a cutout to Marky Mark or Newsom? Who should they be passing it to, man? Uh, uh, let's go with Marky Mark. Yeah? <laughs> let's go with Marky Mark. Um, well, should we do just a quick rundown of just all the teams in the Super Rugby? Quick thoughts on them. A quick Jump rundown around. on every team. All right. No, we'll just do the Australian teams. What do we think? We'll just go really quick. I'll jump in. Yeah. I'm going to pick one and then I'll throw you boys one. I'll start top of my list. I've got here the Brumbies. Um, I'm glad <laughs> they won a game. We know how we, we – I think they were – They've got systems. They look good. They just were always going to struggle without the forward pack. Um, losing Neville, losing Samu, losing Slipper, losing who else? They lose at number eight as number seven as well. Losing, hey Jim, I reckon we could do this in three words. They yeah, struggled. Easy. What about the Reds, Jim? I'll throw that to you. Reds, oh, am I? The Reds look decent season with a team to beat coming into the Trans Tasman, but never really found their feet in controlling the dominance of the game. Some definitely standout players who did really well in isolated patches, but as a team that should have really played excellently, probably weren't close enough to a mark. Good to get a win, but the games they did lose, they were never looking like winning. Yeah, but can I just give them one caveat? Was it they lost the one straight in New Zealand after winning, went back home, won, then lost O'Connor? Yeah, you can have it. Like, I just think O'Connor plays, you know, I don't know, different results. I think it really shook them up. I just feel you're giving a bit a bit too much, uh, um, pre, what's a, too much emphasis on James O'Connor. Sometimes the, the, it was lost up front in the battle at times. You know, oh, he would, they he, were he, pretty he, dominant up front. The Reds, the breakdown was a bit shy. Yeah, and I think he would have struggled anyway. But the word yeah, I would I say so for I think they're for them frustrating. I think everyone had high hopes for them, and due to injuries and travel and all the other things, I just think they played very well in patches, but also just switched off also in periods. So I would say frustrating for the rest. Right, of this Richard, year. I'm throwing you the Rebels. Uh, diabolical. <laughs> you got a feel for them though. Couldn't go home to Melbourne. Ah, uh, totally. And uh, we we don't understand what it's like living in a bubble. We we absolutely don't. So you don't get your home cooked meals. You don't get to see your wife and your kids, and you you never know where your next game's going to be. I, I totally get all of that. I just I just feel like for them as a club, uh, the instead of uh, them progressing over the last few years, they they've kind of stagnated, and I feel like they're re- regressing right now. And they've got quite a bit of cattle in their team, and I feel they should be performing better. Yeah. But obviously, with that with that Wessels and. Um, and the new coach, it's just it's a turning point for them. And they're either yeah. going to... They use uh, these five rounds to figure out what the fuck they've got. 
They, they they really had a crack at it, a poor one at that in the Super Rugby AU. Mm. Couldn't score a try for buttons. No. But um, buttons are desirable. But mm. if Fabric. when they came here, they you know a few people put their hand up in some in not some close battles, but some heated, fast paced ones. But just absolutely trash, man. But I still would rather be them. I'd rather be them than the Tars, and I'd probably rather be them than the Force at this stage. Isn't it? Do you think that really? As an Australian fan, that we've there's these narratives out there, and I think this is what the fans are clinging to, right? You look at the Rebels, no coach, no returning to Melbourne, no home ground. I know they don't even have training facilities in Melbourne, purpose built. They have to share them with other clubs. yeah, there's this litany of reasons. Of course, they're going to have a terrible season. How many Wallabies do they have? Well, it's DHB and Nicerani didn't play a minute. Nicerani played the last two games. Um, you know, they've got more that, than that now. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, what are Reds, you talking about? Yeah. Of, no, but I'm talking about who are their star players? DHP's past it, mate. Yeah, DHP's. I'm sorry to let you know. Player. He could it's have played every rough, game, mate. not much would have changed. No. It's a bit rough on him, mate. The poor bloke hasn't played because of concussion for 12 months, and we're telling him he's past it. It's a bit nicer. Nicer, and he is a, he's a legit talent, but DHP, he's past the apex. It's a bit rough, mate. Um, but I think what I'm saying is all of these narratives are there, they're ready made. Force have been out of it. They haven't played New Zealand for years. They've just got put back in the AU. They're building a team. It's a mercenary side. It's forgivable. Queensland, they lost their playmaker. It's forgivable. Tars, it's like it, this is what's tough for the Australian fans. There's all these ready-made narratives, but is it all bullshit? Is just they just not good enough? Yeah, of course it is because there's injuries all all across the Kiwi teams too. Now, if you're going to ask me to name them, I can't do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, I'm but sure. I, I think this is the war with the Australian fans and I think anyone listening they're Aussie fans right and they'll be screaming at this podcast give them a break Tars are a young side Rebels never going to go home Force have only been in it for a year they haven't played in the Kiwis for five years like there's all these ready-made yarns to defend Australian rugby but are, are any of them good enough no all no, I would not. say is just <laughs> Where, what is the ceiling for the Rebels? Because when you look at them, just, just finally, when you look at Hodge, Tumua, Philip, now he's back, you know, Nasserani, Korobedi, uh, where should they be? That's just my question. Where should they be? Well, look at that team. Hodge didn't play. Nasserani. No, I know, I know, but we're not, we're, when everyone's play. fit. In a, in, a world, in a best case scenario, when everyone's fit, where, where should they be? That's a problem. You can't rate them because they didn't have one game like that this year. How many home games they play the whole season? Two? I thought that's what we did. Just predict, like you know. Yeah, I but it's just hard to know too. what they are, mate. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen them play the Rebels. Just thought that was what we did. <laughs> yeah. well, where do you guys? Uh, I, I think they should be better than where they are. As that's why I said, I just feel like I know that there's extenuating circumstances this time due to injuries and stuff like that. But I just feel that that and it's a turning point for them and where, which direction they're going to go in. And I hope that it's continuing because they've got the cattle in there to do well. They need a good I mean, the, the decision about a coach is a big one. Whoever comes in, I'm not sure. Um, but I think they need to be pushing up. There's no reason why they shouldn't be competing with the Brumbies and Reds and then competing at a much higher level with the Kiwi teams, personally. I would um, just quietly, I would have picked Gordon at 5'8 as a Smokey for the Wallabies. I reckon that kid's a superstar. Who? They're five eight for the rebels, mate. Looks amazing. Since oh, they moved right. yeah, yeah, yeah. to twelve, they looked a thousand yeah, didn't they? times better. Didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and Hodge just, not Hodge yeah. not in the lineup too. Yeah, but he's he's in the squad, mate. He's in the squad, so yeah. get used to him. Mm. But strange. the other thing, I'll just to finish that point, like 
it's it's a tough five weeks. Mm. Not everyone probably knew it was happening, really. Didn't get much shout, but then the French are here. Now, here's something that we can get behind. This is something your average Aussie battler will jump on, and it's three winnable tests for us, which will then build double the hype when we take on New Zealand for all the all the buttons. Yeah, but, uh, is, point the so this day, is the but... most profitable six weeks that we have, seven weeks, eight but weeks. The problem is, problem is for me, sorry, I know I'm cutting across both of you. The problem is you talk about profitable, yeah. etc. You get in the three, the three weeks. The problem is that the games are so close together. I'm not okay. saying you are going to lose the first one, but if you do, suddenly does that not become an issue? And because the next one's so close, it becomes it could become a, a terrible situation rather than a oh, we're going to build in this and, and move forward. Now let's not be pessimistic, mate. I think at the end of the day, one thing we can agree upon is that the Wallabies do have 23 very good players. Uh, we don't have five Super Rugby teams. We clearly don't have five super rugby systems, coaches, strength and conditioning. The whole thing's a fucking schmozzle. But I think uh, any Wallaby team on paper, when you're just narrowing it down to 23, still a question mark over hooker, I think. Um, but other than that, I think it's, it's, it's a decent side. Mm. Now, obviously, a full-strength France in Europe. I'm back in France every day of the week. Um, this Wallaby squad's got about six tests between them, excluding Michael Hooper. Um but I, I think he's got to back the Wallabies going. Yeah, into they're girt by sea down here, mate. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I think the France are on a hiding to nothing. Was it Toulouse can't come? Toulon can't come because they're still playing over there. And then they've got quarantine. They've got three games pretty back to back. You'd think, you'd think it's an ambush coming for the Wallabies. But you're right, Richard. It could go the other way. But I think. Aussie fans would like to be optimistic right now after just being absolutely destroyed for five weeks. Absolutely. I think what Richard was saying, though, was the the schedule. And it's a tough schedule. It's the Mm. third test you'll really see it. Mm. It's it's an overnighter, mate. I just think it's a World Cup, mate. I think test two, both teams run their B-side. Yeah. No, I don't mind the scheduling for that because it sort of forces the hand a little bit. Um, see what you got. Sort of what this test series is about, right? They're playing for buttons. No one really cares who comes through. But, I like buttons, just just for the record. Yeah, well, it depends who you talk to. Okay. Um, but it, it's really it is about finding out what you've got in the lead up to the World Cup. But um, yeah, so that's what it is. I but just know. remember, you it's not about buttons. It's not about the lead up to the World Cup because I seem to remember you guys don't care about the World Cup. You just care about the bladders like so. That's Wouldn't it be lovely to win? I would win a Bledisloe over a World Cup. Exactly. So stop the four-year cycle. That's It's, and, and it's right now. Simply, if anyone is talking about the World Cup and not this season, they've missed the point with Australian fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, did you guys watch the, uh, did you watch the squad announcement on Stan? I did. I thought that was a bit, how's your father for the poor blokes that weren't pre-recorded? Yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was, <laughs> I know, it was the random odd. people. Yeah. It was odd. You know, they were a late inclusion. But I, I loved Hoops on the couch, the ever-professional and Rennie. Just, I, I enjoyed that little access. Um, well, we, we haven't hit the force and Taj yet. Should we just stay both Poe and push on? Yeah, There's a lot of potential in the Tars. There you go. Move on. Nice. But the Tars um, well, have got to get we... off their asses and get the checkbook out, man. They've got to do something. They can't just pretend that they have the talent in the squad. No, and they might do, but I feel like some of the some of the younger players have stood up, and there's so there is some potential. They are sh- terrible right now, but some players have, have stepped up to the mark. So yeah, some I can't think of any, but Parisa. You can't. You don't think uh, Will Harris has had a, had a, a I think he's, game? I think he's had his worst season. He's only had two. 
you think you don't think he's a, he's played well at eight? No. Oh, Will Harris the eight? No, he got dropped in the last game. That, no, but that, you don't think he's shown elements this t- this year? No, that bloke they bought from the Sunwolves, Carve, mate. Okay, I, like I think him. he's shown. Uh, yeah, Ray Boney. Think... Yeah, he was a beast. Yeah, he's a beast, and I don't. Oh, I reckon Parecki goes all right too. Yeah. No, not in him. Uh, there you go. All right, well, yeah, well, there you go. Agree to disagree. Who cares? They're shit anyway. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, yeah, well, what did you think of the Wallaby squad? I don't think there was really any that big a shock, was there? That's really? the problem. When you name 38 in a country with 40 good rugby players, what are we doing here? <laughs> but, yeah, it's too cool. I love how Rennie was on there going, I had to call all the ones that didn't make it. It's two Ooh. phone calls, man. It's Ooh. two phone calls. Oh, I've got a missed call. What are they playing at? <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah. the, who are the notable ones? The ones that they referred to were Pete Samu, Falau Fanger, and Liam Wright. And the Ron ones. Robertson, I thought. But our prop stocks have never been better. But he no. was phenomenal for the. But uh, Scott Seo, that was that was the one that surprised me a little bit. I just I don't know my loose and my tight ends well enough. If he's the same side as Robertson, he shouldn't have been there. If he's a different side, well, fair enough. Yeah, he's got the runs on the board. Front row, you want some older guys? Yeah. Um, he's just funny. not Tess, he's just not Tesmo's quality anymore. No, no. Robertson or Co? No, Co. Co isn't no, but but you hope he can wind it back. The, the prop they can tend to do it at a little bit older, but he, he certainly hasn't been this year. Last he was, yeah, he was your Brumby's bum. Yeah, no, he was awful, mate. He was awful mm. this season, Co. So I'm hoping he can find some form. Mm. Um, rest of the forward pack. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the second row is probably the only, I think, Rodder. Fuck the politics, mate. Just pick him. What wallet. is the politics on that? Can you elaborate on that, please? He's playing at the Reds. They were asked to take a pay cut. Him, Isaac Lucas, and I think one other geezer said it's not happening. And so Shane Rugby told him to beat it. I think, yeah. you know, but that, that's the no, narrative that's got no, out. No, I don't know. It's true. Yeah. Can I ask, I actually, do you think, do you, are you actually, would you want him in your squad because of the name or do you think he's actually... You know, is he better than the the stock that is in that pick that he's picked? That yeah, how, picked so how are we to know? That's the yeah, tough he, part. <laughs> Rod is great, mate. He was great at 2019 World Cup. He's exactly. So you don't really know, isn't isn't that the same as before? What do you mean? He's going to no. World Cup and was great. He's 24 years old. And I'll pick him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Is he 24? Yeah. No, nah, he's not good enough yet, mate. Give him some more years. <laughs> I just, I, I get years, it. I, I reckon. I know Randy's probably doesn't want to touch that grenade, but I'm just picking, mate. You're picking a 37-year-old in Tamani, which I probably would have picked anyway, just for some size. Yeah, and um, and, a, and a decent player, man. And he knows the French too. He's been over there. He's ate. He's tasted the frog. Um, he's tasted the frog? Yes. Would you, could you elaborate on that, please, Jim? Well, he's played in Europe. He knows what it's all about. He knows the French cattle. It's 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 vital intel. Mm, you heard hoops on the couch. Hoops on the couch was the next next two weeks is just finding out who on earth is wearing that blue jersey on the seventh of July. He's got no idea. (laughs) It'll be very confusing to work out. Um, The rest of the the back line all sent pretty par for the course. Um, You know, you can imagine there's quite a few injured blokes that'll come in. Your Vitaeus, your Vinavalus to take a few of those spots, but the rest of it was pretty standard. Standard fair, wasn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm hoping what yeah. you just said then is true that those blokes can come in and take a take a jersey, get a swag, because there's a lot of guys, or not a lot of guys, but there's guys picked on versatility, 
that I don't know if they would they should get a start. I'm talking about Reese Hodge, man. I'm just not in. <laughs> no, I know. I worked that out, Jim. <laughs> I think even uh, everybody worked that out, Jim. And Dalgunu, the uh, the lost the lost son, he's come back. I'm a big fan, mate. I reckon he's a gun. His hands. I'm worried about his hands. No, I worry about his hands too. But no, he's he's sharp. He's a sharp player. Look, there's plenty of talent there. The name's 38. They all got picked. No one really missed out, did they? No, Other than those no, couple no. of people we mentioned, Rodder for no. political reasons, Robertson, they're probably a picky and sticky in the front row. Yeah. Um, it's not the know. job it used to be. It's not the job it used to be when you well, had the to leave Nino out. It's a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. When does it get reduced? I don't or know if it does because it's a three game series. Yeah, I don't think it does. If, they, if the Wallabies hired me to coach, man, the first thing I'd do is argue for a 45 man squad. <laughs> Just to pick them all. <laughs> so I don't have to ring anyone. <laughs> You're all um, and such yeah, a nice guy, Jim. It's a, there's a few names tough. in that squad I wouldn't like to see running on in a Wallaby jersey. I don't know. No, that's tackling practice. But, yeah, you want to uh, you want to name him or no? It's a bit harsh, mate. Um, what? But, Isn't that what we do? Oh no, it feels a bit rough. So they just got picked. For the Have you forgotten what this podcast is all about? Home. Look, no, I'm not touching it. Really? Can I try and guess? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should guess. Who do you reckon Blake would be thinking, Jim? Who shouldn't put the jersey on? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Blake's thinking Andrew Kellaway should be nowhere near a, a, a Wallaby shirt. You know what? I reckon Kellaway is a pretty good footballer. I think that's he's not, an excellent not footballer. Too. That's that's not my question. I was just asking whether Blake. That was one of the one of Blake's. Was it Would Blake? Yours, Richard? Was he one of yours, Blake? No, no. I'm in for Kellaway. I don't Me, I, I don't. I don't want Fichetti in there. I'm not. I'm not in love with that idea. Jim said it. <laughs> is that who Wouldn't you're talking about? Ramwick, mate. Wouldn't pick him for Ramwick first. Right? <laughs> Wallaby jersey, come on! Yeah, that was the one. But I'm, you know, I'm super pumped to get in there. I'm glad. Um, just double checking, Jose. Did Jose get a start? No, he didn't. Oh, fuck! It was I think that was a big mess. Yeah, I think that was a big mess. And people are blowing up. You picked a 37 year old, and you haven't picked a kid who's a gun in the same position. But I don't know. I, I'm. You got to get your wins now. And the Rebels were pretty awful. And I liked a lot of what Jose did individually. Yeah. But the Rebels, none of their set piece fired. And I think if you're a second rower, you, you wear a bit of that, don't you? Richard, yeah, you, you do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Tall timber. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's normally always our fault. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I don't know. His time will come. Him yeah. and Frost are the future of our second row stocks. Both- I'm looking forward to watching Tupo and Valentini just suit up together, mate, pack down, same scrum, running same. off each other. It's going to be and dangerous. Harry Wilson. Dangerous. But those three are the three that give me genuine hope. Harry Wilson, Tupo and Valentini. Can, can I add a caveat? Three of those carried in this trans-Tasman. Look can I add a caveat? And you can tell me I'm rubbing. I'm definitely not. You disagree with me completely. I agree with you with Harry Wilson going forward. I still have a bit of a question mark defensively and his grunt in and around uh, breakdown play, tackling, um, just the defensive structures of it. But you can tell me I'm wrong, both of you, but just we're watching it. Couldn't I just have a few questions. Wrong. Couldn't be more wrong. And if you were just watching the Super Rugby AU, I think he was a bit <laughs> off. Um, in the Trans-Tasman, massive hits, line breaks. The guys attacking. Yeah, line breaks. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, line breaks. Just He's a, he's a hit man in defence. Where I think I'd like to see a little more work rate is the breakdown. I think yeah. the will slow there. I'll, I'll give you that one. But I think he is Thank you. going to be world class. Him, Valentini and Tupo, 
all three of those genuinely excite me. Um, I don't know. Other spots, we'll wait and see. There's lots of talent. Wallabies will be decent, mate. They'll have a decent 23 if Rennie can pull it all together. Now, I think we all probably agree the centres were going to be Paisami and Parise, which would have been fucking awesome, but Parise's dislocated his shoulder. So do you go back to Tamura at 12? Yeah, because I like the distribution option. Even Parisi and Paisami, I've said this before, I still think the lack of distribution over those two would have been a problem. you're way too harsh on Paisami there, mate. He's a great passer. Okay. Um, so I think you go back to Tamura as a 12, for me personally. Yeah. Seems stale. Seems stale to me. I Who think go, they Jim? will. I think they will, but I just think Tamua has been awful this season. I'd love Paisami at 12 and Ikitao at 13. That'd be a good option. Yeah, Exciting. That's what I, like. I don't think they will. I think you're right, Richard. I think they'll go with Tamula. Do you um, reckon um, uh, they would shelve that? Go Paisami and Ikatawa at 12, 13. Who would you play at 15 to be your second playmaker? Just out of interest. I think 15 just is Banks because yeah. no one else has shown up. Yeah. Um, Joe, um, who's getting Parise's jersey then? That's what, that's what I was asking, but yeah. I think it'll be Tamua. Um, no, I, I would... meant like in the squad. Oh, they've still named him. I think they think he's half a chance of making it. I don't think he is, though. Oh, okay. Um, Kurandrani, maybe? Who knows? Um, look, I think fullback will be Tom Banks because there's no one else competitive. But I think long-term, I kind of agree with Rennie. I'd love to see Patea retrain there um, with his running game and his skill set. Um, and Wright. I'd love to see Wright retrain there as well. Because I just think um, I'm, I'm in for Banks. I don't want to criticise them. He's a great season. But I just think they offer you a bit more. Banks is a running fullback. And I think you're right, Richard. We, we need someone who can distribute a little bit as well. Yeah. That'd be exciting. I, look, I'm actually looking forward to the, uh, to the what's it been coined? The Renaissance, the series mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I'm actually excited because it El should Toro, be. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it should actually be a close. I don't know whether it'll be close or not, depending on how the French turn up. But. It should be a good good three-game series. I'm excited to watch it, actually. Last question. Who are your wingers? Um, it's Corabetti and Wright. No one else gets near getting on the wing. Now, Vunavalo's fit. He eventually takes one of those jerseys. Yeah. I um, wouldn't uh, Even if he was fit now, I don't think he would get in that starting 15. Uh-huh. I would agree with you with the two options that you have. I think they're... Two options. I would I like, by the way, in this, in the, in, yeah, uh, in long term, I would still like uh, Corabetti to in a Wallaby jersey. I think his best games are when he finds a bit more work um, and gets his hands on the ball well. So I hope he does that in this series. Who are your wingers, Jim? Yeah, no, I was just Tom Wright, and I was worried about. Um, I just generally am a bit worried about Corabetti. I think he stood up in the in the Trans Tasman. Thought he played much he better than the AU last year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But, um, you know, I don't pick him blindly. There are concerns there. Hmm. Um, exciting, though. I'm, I echo Rich's thoughts. I'm dying for some competitive rugby. I'm dying for some international rugby. And I do think, despite being a very young squad uh, and not coming gluing together in an obvious way, um, I think there is, there is plenty of talent outside of hooker, fullback, uh, and the second row stocks are filling up again, but they're not they're not quite there yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Any I've got a bounce in a second, boys, but any quick thoughts on the, the line series or the super rugby final you want to throw out there? I got the super rugby final going to the blues, and I've got the French series getting swept by the wallabies. 
And the Lion series, I don't know. I'll have to look into it. They're going to South Africa, right? Yeah. Hmm. South Africa look pass. I'm concerned. No, you should look at the squad that South Africa put together. That's On paper, the squad looks awesome. So but but that's the same squad they would have picked four years ago. Like, I'm just like, oh, it, like not new many people I wasn't aware of coming in. They're all the same names I'm so used to seeing play. We're, we're a couple of years on now. I feel like I haven't yeah. seen South Africa play in two years. I, no, I know nothing in South Africa. They've just all been in Europe, but I think they've been doing pretty well for sale, haven't they? Isn't that the Springboks? No, nah, there's a few English players in there too. <laughs> Sprinkling. Uh, yeah, look, I, we'll do we'll do one close to the line series. We'll have a potty there, but oh, God, I love that shit. Hook it to my veins. Um, you've got to think the Blues will go in as favourites this weekend. I just Aaron Smith is that good at football. He could single-handedly win this final. Um, yeah, plus there's still that thing about the Blues. Just I know they're a much better product than what they were five years ago, but it's still that idea of are they actually going to get over the line or not? Mm-hmm. It's theirs to lose. Awesome, oh, absolutely. But that's, yeah. Aaron Smith is just, he'll be the best player on the pitch. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, boys. Well, nice to chat and have a podcast again. Yeah, absolutely. Good to catch oh. up, boys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All, all right. right. See you, right. Right.